The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek, myself, Mike. How are you doing, Derek? I'm all right. I think I'm doing okay, too. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a crazy week. Um, check out the homepage, WeebyGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase of Bluetooth speakers. Also, too, use code um, Wookie for 10% off your lightsaber needs, which, hey, I reminded you outside of the show. Indeed, you did. Um, also, too, check out Red Flag Workshop. Use code SMUGGLER3 for 25% off your purchases on all your fun uh, hatch needs. Also, as well, at hangar-58.com, use code Wookie Radio for 10% off your cool sci-fi performance wear. And when I say performance wear, they're a very lightweight shirt that is cooling in a sense. It will keep you cool as you sweat. They're nice. I don't sweat. I perspire. Yeah, you listen. <laughs> you sparkle like like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> no, in Twilight. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, um, and then also too, check out our new sponsor, JerseyNinja.com, for some great stuff there. Which you need to give me your pick for that, so I can let let them know. Yeah, I was looking through it. I haven't figured out what I want yet. So, um, so yeah, we are going to some, some interesting stories tonight, some collectible stuff. Uh, one of the things, uh, some news from New York comic-con and a few other fun, fun items. Uh, and you said you added story, correct? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that story first. So do you want to talk about it first? Sure. I can do that. Cool. So this story is something near and dear to my heart because it's all about the transformers more than meets the eye indeed actually what this is about is a new animated film coming out called transformers one and um this movie is currently 
slated to come out next September 13th, 2024. Um, of course, you know, I, I think it doesn't seem like the strikes have affected it, probably because it's animated and it's been in the works for long enough. So hopefully that will not change. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, it's being produced by Lorenzo Di Bonaventure, and uh, he has revealed that this is going to be an origin story that will focus on Optimus Prime and Megatron in their early days before they were sworn enemies. Interesting. And yes, and to quote him, he said. If you know the origin, they started as friends, and over time, things developed for them, uh, devolved for them, excuse me, and they ended up on two sides. So we're telling the young Optimus and the young Megatron story. We really are telling the origin story of all Transformers, both what they were at the beginning of it and to how they grow, to how they grow apart. Uh, he says you're going to see Cybertron. In a way, you've never seen it. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, he says, because we're doing animation, we're allowed to really go all out. So, That's very cool. Yeah. And um, some of the cast we have, it, it's a pretty stacked cast. Uh, it's going to have Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, as Megatron. All right. Uh, this is where I like all. Wow. <laughs> it should still be Peter. Peter Cullen, yeah, and um, or Peter Weller and uh, what's oh name? Peter, yeah, because they could always pitch the voices to be younger. True. There is that capability? How do I know this? Because I'm an audio engineer <laughs> for a living. But in this case, that's not what we're getting, so we have to accept it. <sighs> Um, we have to accept we, it, but we will accept it. <laughs> we also get uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Bumblebee. Okay, that could be fun. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson as Alita, John Hamm as Sentinel Prime, and Lawrence Fishburne as Alpha Trion. I like that. Yeah, but this is, this is one of those times, though. If you can still use the original cast, do the original cast. Don't. Yeah. Don't put out there um, celebrities just for the sake of celebrities. Yeah. This is a franchise you don't need that with. Yeah, which is, looks like that's what they're doing, unfortunately. Um, so the film's going to be directed by Josh Cooley, who is best known as the, the director of Toy Story 4. Okay. Mm. Wasn't the best of the Toy Story movies, but... No, but it was good. It was good. It was decent. Um, and then it's going to have uh, Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari uh, doing the screenplay. Okay. So, um, I... And I'm excited, other than the voice cast, which it is a good voice cast, but yes, it should be the originals. But anyway, other than that, uh, I'm very excited about this because one, it's a Transformers animated film, right. and two, it's going to get into some um, some of the story that we haven't seen before, and it could be very interesting. See, I'm okay with Bumblebee. 
Yeah. I'm okay with some of the others, but your your two main, well, I would say your three main icons, Starscream, Megatron, Optimus Prime. I didn't even see. Um, Probably Starscream. Well, he might be. They just didn't mention him. But Megatron, Optimus Prime. Sorry. Yeah. Distinct that voices w- there. That would be preferable. Very distinct voices there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want Optimus Prime to sound like Thor now. <laughs> I know. That's kind of, I wonder, um. I wonder if he'll change his accent. I mean, I know he could do an accent. Yeah. But yeah, so Frank, Frank Welker and Peter Cullen were Optimus and yeah. Megatron for all of us. Yeah. I mean, that was the right thing they did with the movies. That's one of the few things well, Michael, Michael Bay did right. With, with Optimus, yes. He kind of didn't really... The, the whole Megatron thing was a whole different... <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, I'm I'm very excited for for this. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. It's been a while since we've had a really good Transformers mm. movie, and fortunately, the animators were the ones that were the best. Yep. So, um, well, I will continue on. There is a new Dungeons and Dragons novel coming out. Mm. Uh, Penguin Penguin Random House announced the fall fallbacks bound for ruin. Uh, it is set in the uh, Forgotten Realms, which is one of the many well-known D and D campaign settings. Is it? I forgot. <laughs> I get you. I see. Sorry. Yeah, something did there. <laughs> I want to forget. <laughs> uh, I remember when Forgotten Realms first introduced <laughs> it tells you how long ago it's been since i played the game <laughs> and i actually enjoyed the forgotten realm stuff because mm. it because it was a little it, it had the vibe of uh mad max meets sword and sorcery mm-hmm. which which was pretty cool it's almost like what if the apocalypse happened during that time period <laughs> which was interesting um based on the description um of the of the group and wizards plans for the characters uh because mm-hmm. believe it or not the fallbacks were not created by johnson they were created by the dungeon dragons team mm. it appears that wizards of the coast is trying to create a new group of iconic characters who represent specific classes and archetypes and appear in multiple books. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Wizards nobly used Iconics in third edition Dungeons and Dragons rulebooks, but largely abandoned the use of the characters since Pathfinder. Now, Johnson is no stranger to Dungeons to the Dungeons and Dragons franchise, having written Road to Neverwinter, um, the tie-in novel that provided the heroes of Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves with an origin story. She's also a veteran writer that has worked with plenty of licensed franchises and work and was a New York Times bestseller. I am familiar with the name. So, um, interesting. Up next from New York Comic Con, Funko has basically combined Funko Ween and New York Comic Con together into an event that they're calling Heavy Metal Halloween. Metal. And what's the. Okay. Hmm? So. These are the following pops, exclusive pops at New York Comic Con from Funko. 
and the retailers who are going to have said exclusives. Um, okay, maybe. No, it's not going to have all of the maybe. Okay, the New York Comic Con Funko exclusives are Bleach, Ichigo, Naruto Shippuden, Mighty Mighty Guy 8, Inner Gates, One Piece, Monkey D. Luffy, The Wanted Poster, with DC, Harley Quinn with Mallet, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spangler Spirit. That would be one I would love. Uh, Marvel Classic, Captain America. I could potentially go for that. It's a classic. Uh, Looney Tune, a Looney Tunes Harry Potter mashup. Bugs Bunny, Gryffindor, Sylvester Cat, Slytherin, <laughs> Lola Bunny, Ravenclaw, Porky Pig, Hufflepuff, <laughs> Care Bears, No Heart with Book, <laughs> Ad Icons, <gasps> McDonald's McNugget with Halloween oh, pills. Cool. I have a couple of uh, McDonald's Funko Pops, so that would fit right in with my collection. Garfield with Cauldron. <laughs> This one, yeah. Indiana Jones with snakes. <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes? I hate snakes. Uh, Asidious, The Last Key, Key Demon, Blockbuster Rewind, Scooby-Doo, Heavy Metal Halloween, Freddy Bones, Soda, Heavy Metal Halloween, Freddy Funko, Soda, The Lost Boys, Alan, yeah. Alan Frog, and Edgar Frog, <laughs> Soda, Lilo, and Stitch, Halloween Stitch, Three Liter Soda, Willy Wonka. I like the sodas. I, I think that's a great concept. I just haven't found the ones I truly want yet. Yeah, me either. But yeah, they're kind of interesting. I know they've done a Chewbacca. I know they've done an R2. I just got to go back and find them. Mm. But yeah, I, I just had to find it. Now, at GameStop, the New York exclusive Funko Pops, X-Men 97, Goblin Queen. From Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The High Evolutionary. From Justice League, Big Barda. Soda, My Hero Academia, Momo, Yayorozu. Sure. Hot Topic, theirs is Inuyasha, Shippo on Horse. The Hot Topic, Scare Fair, Halloween, Michael Myers, Behind the Hedge. Trick or Treat, Sam Pop. The Exorcist, Reagan Puking Pop. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's the movie that scares the piss out of me. Mm Mm-hmm. The original. Oh yeah. I will watch it one more time, and that's when Zoe wants to watch it. I never. I never. I will not watch again. No. I have one more time in. Now I've seen the remakes and everything else. I'm like, yeah, this is nothing. The original, even now, knowing Mm -hmm. all the cheesy effects and everything else, that one. And I even knew then it was the cheesy, stupid effects. But it was the way that movie was done. Just scared the. Oh yeah. And of course, I did the stupid thing of watching it by myself once, and that's what I did too. <laughs> I was like thirteen. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I don't, I don't get me wrong. I love horror films. To me, that is the epitome of a horror film. Yeah, it really is. I do wonder if it still holds up, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid to watch it to see. Now, <laughs> great horror comedy: Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Um, that movie scared me for an entirely different reason. <laughs> that was the one where uh, I went to a, when I was, uh, I don't remember, maybe 12 or something. I went to a sleepover uh, at a kid's house. It was his birthday, and we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, don't ask me how that happened. But the next morning, I woke up to the sound of somebody chopping down a tree with a chainsaw. And then <laughs> 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 I was like, what? Uh, Bride of Chucky, Chucky and Tiffany. Be a fun one. Mm. Uh, this one, yes. Killer clowns from outer space. Jojo oh. the clownzilla pop. <laughs> 
alien xenomorph pop blacklight trick or treat sam soda vinyl figure oh cool trick or treat sam unmasked pocket pop i know some people love those um see they got the picture of the lineups here that one i want to see uh ox lunch demon slayer two pack makomo and sabito and soda the nightmare before christmas sandy claws Uh, Barnes and Nobles. You'll like this one. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Owlbear. Oh, yeah. That's cool. FYE, Star Trek, Jordy LaForge in chair. Mm. And Zoda Power Rangers, Lord Zed. <laughs> Target, Star Wars, Darth Maul. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Ray Filet. You know, I started to watch it and I, I stopped. I'm I about, have not watched it yet. I'm about five minutes in. <laughs> gave up already i just wasn't in the right mood for it yeah yeah it's it's not that i need to be desperate i I just say okay cool i'm gonna watch this it started up like no really no i don't want to watch this today (laughs) um and the toxic avenger toxie himself (laughs) and he's glow in the dark have you seen um anything on the remake they're doing uh, all, only thing I've seen is uh, Peter Linklage is Toxie. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it's weird. And um, um, oh, what, um, it's it's Fro- all Frodo and what uh, Frodo. Um, I can't. Why am I blanking on his, the actor's name? Elijah Wood. Yes. Thank you. Wow, that was a brain fart. He's he's. Um, I see the cloud from here. He's playing the main. He's playing the main villain, and he, he's in this really weird looking makeup and stuff. It, it, this is almost like uh, Troma is is making an attempt to relaunch as a big budget film. Mm. And that and that's well, I love Toxie. It's not a big budget film. Uh, no, and it shouldn't be. Um, so I need to try and get Boyd Kaufman on the show. Ooh, that would be cool. Um, so, uh, me and Chris were talking on Keepers of the Fringe about this, and then we were talking about how, remember there was a cartoon, Toxic Crusader? Yeah. yeah. How weird is that when you think about it, that there was a cartoon based on the Toxic Avenger, which is not a kid's film. (laughs) Well, let's, let's go. I believe around the same time, there was a cartoon for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Again, based on a film that was not a kid's film. There was a cartoon based on Rambo. Yeah. There was a cartoon based on RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was even, there was actually even a TV series on RoboCop. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, too. Yeah, it's just so it weird. syndicated series. I thought. I, I don't remember. But so we found we found this article that had 15 movies for that were based on adults. Yeah. Well, I, cartoons I was, that were based on adults. And, I was correct. RoboCop TV series, <laughs> 21 episodes, one season. Uh, it came out in 1994. Oh, wow. Uh, so instead of doing a fourth film, they decided to license a TV series instead due, the, due to the bankruptcy of the studio and the negative reaction of RoboCop 3 in <laughs> I can't imagine why there was a negative reaction. <laughs> uh, ran from March 18th to November 26, 1994. Syndication in the U.S. Unbelievable. 
So, um, one of the villains was Cliff DeYoung. Who? Okay. Okay. I'm I think in the wrong. Cliff DeYoung. Uh, before Cliff DeYoung's acting career, he was the lead singer of the 60s rock group Clear Light, uh, but I thought he was also with, with Styx. Hmm. Um, but acting-wise, he was uh, an FBI agent in Shock Treat, the 1991 sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Jeez. Oh, uh, in which he played, tw- no, he was in Blue Collar as an FBI agent. Uh, in Shock Treatment, he played twin characters who sang a duet with each other. Uh, he was also in Flight of the Navigator. Oh, wow. Uh, or he played Bill, David's father. Uh, he was, he had guest starred in Star Trek Deep Space Nine hmm. and uh, a few others. So, um, getting back to Pop Icon, uh, Funko Pops, Reed Pops. <laughs> Pop icons, Pizza Rat, and Polly Pigeon. <laughs> Boy mm-hmm. Tokyo from Inuyasha, Inuyasha in human form, and from Yu-Gi-Oh, Dark Magician Girl. And then show only pops, Bitty Pop, Heavy Metal Halloween, Freddy Funko, Heavy Metal Halloween, Freddy Bones, Blacklight. Uh, the rest of these are all Heavy Metal Halloween. Phil D. Graves, Rusty Steel, Sid Ficious, <laughs> and, and then Jack Carver. And these last ones are all glow in the dark. The Sid Fishes one really makes me laugh. Right, there's some cool ones here. Yeah. yeah. So looking at the uh, Hot Topic ones. Oh, the Killer Clowns one is awesome. Mm. So is the Reagan. Reagan, she's puking. <laughs> it's great. It's so great. Um, other news out of New York Comic Con. Crunchyroll announces new anime editions. I need to get on to Crunchyroll a little more. I've never checked it out. Um, Crunchyroll always had quite the roster when it came to things anime, but when the streaming service merged with Funimation, its library expanded astronomically. Hmm. Uh, with Crunchyroll finalizing acquisition of Right Stuff, the platform is continuing to corner the market on all things anime. As anime continues to grow in popularity around the world, thanks to technology's rapid advancement, it seems as though Crunchyroll is attempting to do so in kind. So, kind of them. <laughs> here's what's Coming new, um, Classroom of the Elite, Season 3, uh, expected in January of 2024. Hmm. Uh, come on, here we go. Spice and Wolf, Merchant Meets the Wise Wolf, coming soon. The Unwanted Undead Adventurer. Interesting. 2024. Hmm. That one, I'm going to watch this trailer. That one's got my interest peaked. Yeah, it sounds interesting. A uh, seventh time loop. The villainess enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy. <laughs> yes, that's the title of the series. Release window, 2024. <laughs> Sengoku Yuko, January 2024. The foolish an- angel dances with the devil. Coming soon. <laughs> My next life as a villainess. All routes lead to doom. The movie coming soon. Bye bye Earth. This one's got my. I've heard about this one before. This one piqued my interest. Mm. Uh, release window 2024. Uh, and that's it. That reminds me. Have you watched any of the live action One Piece yet? No. I, I've got, again, sort of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Mutant Mayhem. Uh, I started, I watched the opening of the first episode where they announced the contest to go oh, find yeah. the treasure. Right, right. And that's about as far as I got. 
So I've watched something came little, something came up and I just never got back to it. I have watched some of it and I'm really enjoying it. I have you know, to say I'm really liking it. I'm just wondering if the cast realizes that they're signed on to do at least a thousand episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this? Scratch that story. Uh, Rick and Michonne are appearing in Walking Dead spinoff. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, this was announced by AMC at New York Comic Con on Thursday. So be interesting to see. Uh, they're going to be in the show Walking Dead World Beyond. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm about Walking Dead out. I have been for a while. When, I used to love it, but. When they missed out on the opportunity to make episode 100, literally storyline of issue 100. <laughs> but instead, I think they made it issue 100, either episode 98 or 99. It's like, really? You couldn't tie in issue 100 with episode 100. <laughs> so, that would, I would think that, I would have thought that would have been the most brilliant marketing thing in the world. So, a little odd is to be stuck on, but <laughs> you do you. <laughs> That was that was a straw that broke the back for me. For me, it was when Rick was leaving that season. I gave up. I didn't even watch that season. Season two was hard with the whole farm sequence. It's like there are characters surviving longer than they did in the books. Yeah. And then I I found it was a bold choice on what they did with the baby. With the what? With the baby. Oh yeah. I think we talked about it on air when we had Joel's on the show as, as host. Yeah. It's like they, they should have killed the baby like they did in the comics, but they didn't. They now leave her alive and create zombie bait mm-hmm. or a zombie call. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you seen the video of what's come out of Disneyland Galaxy Edge? Galaxy's Edge. I have not. Take a look at the story real quick and watch that video and tell me what you think. And I want to say they're slightly off on their description. Uh, which story is it? Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah. This is so awesome. This is so flipping awesome. Hmm. See it? Mm hmm. Now, they call these BD-1 style droids. Mm. Nope. Sorry. Not Not quite. Inspired by, Mm. but BD-1 droids are a little smaller, and you can actually carry them on your back. Yeah. These will kill you. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't look quite so boxy. Yeah. Still, very cool. These are cool that they're out there. Yeah. Now, with this video, you do see the, the droid drivers in the background, mm. which is fine. This is one of those times. Eventually, they'll they'll have it set where the drivers, and, th- and that's what they call the puppeteers with these. They call them drivers. Um, they they will they will be intermixed within the crowd, and, and you'll s- find the remotes hidden. So mm. you would really have to look around to find out who the who the driver is. Mm. Interesting. But, but unfortunately, these are California only at the moment. Man, I want one. I want these here. Yeah. And imagine if they had these available to build in Droid Depot. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. I mean, they sell BD-1s 
as it is, they're not that great. They don't have the articulation like this. Yeah. But to have this, and I'd be curious to see how long before someone in the in the uh, Glory Builders Club builds these. Mm-hmm. The these are these are amazing. Very interesting. And, and the one of my favorite parts is we did not see these in any in the last couple of years any of the D twenty three stuff. Yeah, they seem to have come out of nowhere. Now, we've seen other things like the Judy Hopps stuff and a few other things, but we have not seen this. Mm. These are amazing. And I love how they have them walking in line like a duck. Like <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, these are not the only recent additions to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I think we talked about this before over on Wookiee Radio. Uh, Ahsoka has been spotted along with uh, Hera and Chopper. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. And then my last story I've got for us this evening. Top 10 comic books rising in value. Hmm. I'm, I'm, this is almost turning into a segment as we find it. <laughs> and you know what? This is going to be brought to you by Jersey Ninja. Go check them out. JerseyNinja.com. Coming in at number 10. Just want to make sure this this is a new list. It is. Uh, Birds of Prey number two from 2023. The Otto Schmidt uh, is one of 50 release. Interesting. Uh... It has Black Canary chewing bubblegum on the cover. Uh, pre-orders of this book skyrocketed with a high sell of $199. But we saw, but last week there was more of the same hit as high as $276 for the bubblegum covers. Wow, that's a gorgeous cover, though. Uh, comicbook.com tracked a current raw near mint fair market value or, or FMV fair market, fair market value at $154. Gorgeous cover. Mm. I would love to just have the cover for artwork on the wall, to be honest with you. Yeah, that would be cool. This would be one. I could care less about the story. <laughs> I would get this and do a CDC grade because I'm not going to open it. I just want the cover. <laughs> Either that or I'll do my own CDC and put it in, a, in the floating picture picture frame where it's the two pieces of glass and it looks like it's floating in the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, number nine from 2023, Marvel, the Ryan Stegman Wolverine number 36. That is also a cool cover. Yeah. Uh, this is him becoming uh, Elverine. Yes. Um. And this is uh, the second print retailer incentives, one of 25, are already reaching $70 for pre-orders. A CGC 9.8 copy, high sale of $170, where a near market or near mint FMV, $22. Back in 2022, a promotional website for the Batman had users solve puzzles that Riddler had posted with a video of Thomas Wayne's campaign promotions. Um, if you solved it, the video, the, in uh, the riddles, unlocking this video quickly flashed hush across the screen. Um, uh, so Batman 609 from 2022, uh, ties in with that. Uh, nevertheless, this, uh, this was not the first, uh, this was enough for fans to track down the first appearance of Thomas Elliot, who would later become the villain hush. Doesn't sound right. Hush was early. So is are they saying Thomas Elliot non hush first appearance? I don't Probably, know. yeah. Uh, anyway, high sale uh, CGC nine point eight at one hundred and seventy five dollars. Uh, near mint FMV thirty nine dollars. Now this next one is a dealer incentive one of one hundred Transformers number one Ian Bertram from this year from July actually. It is a foil cover. 
Hmm. Uh, if the if the foil cover is the one one hundred ratio cover is too far out of reach, try going for a one of fifty cover, which is also seeing heat. For the one of one hundred, they tracked it a raw copy high sale of one hundred and eighty dollars, and the current near mint FMV at one hundred and thirty seven. Hmm. Uh, coming in at number six, Apartment of Truth number one from twenty twenty. Martin Simmons cover A. That's actually uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Department of Truth. Uh, so, um, high sale of CGC 9.885. Uh, fair market value near mint 16. Greg Capullo's Virgin, one per store, 2023. Wolverine number 37. That is a nice cover. Uh, tracking this down is going to be difficult. Uh, they're selling very well on eBay. Uh, highest sale, $858 for a raw copy. Near mint, wow. near mint, FM, FMV, $64. Mm. Uh, coming in at number four, the newsstand edition of X-Men 130 from 1980. Mm. Not only is this the first appearance of Dazzler, but the first appearance of Sebastian Shaw and the second appearance of Kitty Pride and Emma Frost. Oh, wow. Yep. Interest. Uh, CGC 9.6, high sell, $600. <laughs> Fairly new FMV, $81, as copies flood and stay on the market. Hmm. Uh, from Dark Horse, 2020, from the year 2020. Cyberpunk 2077, Trauma Team number one. Uh, and this is coming from, this is gaining steam from the fact that Cyberpunk 2020 will be turned into a series. Yes. On streaming, or on, on the small screen somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, high sale of a 9.8 CGC copy of $91, and near mint fair market value, $16. <laughs> Now we're going to go back to 1992 with this one. Spawn number one from Image. Uh, yes. One of the, the original books that launched Image. Yes, and I still have it. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? A high sell value of a CGC $9.880. <sighs> a near mint FMV $29. Mm, so how, how close to you are, are you to that $29? I'm not sure, actually. I'd have to pull it out and check. Have Dario tell you? Show it to Dario yeah. and go, please say this is near mint. <laughs> yeah, I never had it uh, CG graded, so. Uh, and then coming in, number one is a number one from 1981, Dazzler, number one, Marvel. <laughs> crazy. This is this is topping the charts as Taylor Swift still keeps attending Kansas City Swift's games with her friends because she's boinking the tight end. Yeah. Um, plus, with, with the speculation that she's going to appear in Deadpool 3. That's still a rumor. That's still a rumor. Or now, uh, a CGC 9.8 cover or 9.8 issue, $258 with a current raw, very fine FMV at 15 bucks. I don't mind angering the Taylor Swift fans by saying I hope it stays a rumor. I hope so, too. Oh, I do have seen this. I do have one other story. Oh, Remember how we talked about a couple of weeks ago that Toy Fair in 2026 was going to be moving to New Orleans? Yes. Well, not anymore. It's going to stay in New York. Uh-huh. There was enough of an uproar that they're going to keep it in New York. No kidding. So, no drunk toys on Bourbon Street. <laughs> hmm. So That's cool. Any final thoughts? 
Oh yes, uh, one. I hate to uh, I hate to um, end on a downer here, but speaking of comic books, uh, we lost a, um, a comic book great uh, this past week, and uh, it is Keith Giffen, who is uh, yeah. a great uh, a great creator, uh, one of my favorites, and uh, he passed away, and uh, so I just want to send out my condolences. Uh, well, he's not the only geek icon to have passed away this week. Mark Goddard played Major Don West in Lost in Space. Passed oh, away. wow. I didn't even see that one. Yep, passed away at the age of 87. Oh, wow. Yeah. So our, our uh, condolences and our hearts go out to the Goddard family and their their friends and any any castmates of his in any of the major projects that he or in any project he worked on, especially um, Lost in Space, because I know it was Bill Mummy that uh, I saw the announcement from. Hmm. Who Bill Mummy? I would love to get on the show too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got anything else? That's all I got. Well, I don't have anything more. So until next time. <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.